This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We are estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven women that are killing it in life. And they deserve to be celebrated. So on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and then in between those interview episodes, we'll be doing segments where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be (laughs) chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s and just learning more about one another because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun and we We have a super multicultural community and we kind of think that you might too. So why not talk all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Hell yes. Um, Also, we'll be answering listener questions. So make sure to write to us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. So let's jump into the show. Bye. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth. I just wanted to give you a little warning before we started the show that my lovely dog Coco and my big dog Oscar came to join us for this recording. And through the middle of our episode, you can hear them jumping around and knocking around and there's some storming down the stairs. It was a really noisy day that day, but uh, I just wanted to give you guys the heads up so when you start to hear dogs growling and playing in the background, you know, it's just two my lovable dogs hanging out with us. All right, that's it. Enjoy the show. Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome to the show this week. This week, Alex and I just finished interviewing the most incredible woman that I really didn't even know that I needed in my life. Same. (laughs) The founder of Black Girl Sunscreen, Shante Lundy. Black Girl Sunscreen has been featured in Harper's Bazaar, Glamour, Forbes, WWD, Oprah Magazine, and she's our third guest to have been featured on Beyonce's Black Parade route, the index of amazing Black-owned businesses that Beyonce curated with at Zurin Ackers and at Black-owned everything. Black Girl Sunscreen is carried nationally at Target, and it's the only indie Black-owned brand carried in the sun care category nationally. And I think the really cool thing about Black Girl Sunscreen is that It's kind of at the point where it's become a part of the cultural zeitgeist in that I speak with clients and I ask them, you know, tell me about your skincare routine and they finish with, and then I use black girl sunscreen. So that's really, really cool because it's just so fucking cool. But then after speaking with her, I just think that she's absolutely incredible. And yeah, talk about confidence. Talk about confidence. Yeah, I would like to have like an eighth of the confidence she has and I'd probably be good. But I do want to say that her product is 
first of all, we just know that it's an awesome product, mm-hmm. but it's bringing something that doesn't exist at all, where I feel like sunscreens have been done a million fucking times. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they suck mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Either they leave a white cast or they're sticky or they really don't work that well mm-hmm. or they have shitty ingredients. She kind of like hit all of those points. She knocked them all out, you mm-hmm. know, and made it so that people with black skin can wear sunscreen without having that weird white purpley cast. And she also is educating our people about the need to use sunscreen because for so long there have been a lot of myths about the fact that you one is that our skin is different, that we don't need sunscreen, that black don't crack, all these different things. And really, as Alex and I preach here, the sun is the single largest extrinsic factor for aging, but also, you know, sun damage, skin cancer. Um, I just found out the reason I've been fainting in the sun my entire life is because I haven't been wearing sunscreen. Like, protecting your skin. And I definitely thought that there was this notion that black people didn't need sunscreen. Mm -hmm. I'm saying before, until I was in esthetician school and was taught that was untrue, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. A hundred percent. You know, and... So she saw shit. a niche, she saw a need in the market, and she's also just working to educate her consumers and educate us about the need to use it and then giving a really great product to use. It's not just like, oh, you should use sunscreen. It's, you should use sunscreen, and I made you this incredible product to use. You're never going to find anything you. better. Just use it. And you know what? The reviews on the site... It's over 5,000 reviews, and they're all... So many. So they're also glowing. It's not just, oh, it's fine. It's, I love this product. It's changed my life. A lot of people um, post photos of themselves with the sunscreen on. And that's how you know it's a great product, too, because it makes the skin look really nice. Mm -hmm. It looks like you have nice skincare on, which you kind of do. The ingredients in the sunscreen are great, also. It's not just a sunscreen. Yes. It seems super hydrating. I feel like you could use it just as your moisturizer, even. Yes, exactly. I think it's marketed as a moisturizer, also. Mm -hmm. So... We say all of that, and you're not going to learn any of that really from the interview because Shantae took us on a journey. We tried to learn more about her sunscreen, but she told us all about what it means to be a badass woman in the world trying to make her way through it and figure out how to have the best adventure, how to make the most of her time. And specifically... She's not scared of shit. No, right? She's She's not scared. She's just... She just wants to live and have adventures and leave her mark, you know, and um, yeah. I mean, very inspiring, very, very inspiring. And as, as Alex and I were talking about, you know, to be a black woman that's made it this far, you've got to have some confidence in yourself because mm-hmm. so many people are going to tell you that you're not going to make it. And this girl is killing it. So enough from us. Killing it. Please yeah. enjoy this incredible, incredible conversation with Shante Lundy, the founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. My name is Shantae Lundy, and I'm the owner and creator of Black Girl Sunscreen, but first I'm a black woman, as you can see. Um, I am a woman that hasn't given up, and am an independent thinker that leads with intuition. I love that answer. I really like that. Yes. So, where did you grow up? Where were you born? I was born in Fort Knox, Kentucky, because my parents um, have served the country, um, Army, Mm-hmm. Base. Both of them. Um, both of them. Okay. So my parents had me while they were, you know, um, in the service. So my mother was like 21 or something like that. My father was like 22. Yeah. So yeah, kids having kids. 
totally. all got down. Yeah, so then my mother uh, went off to Germany, and my father was stationed in Georgia, and they got a divorce. And then my mother remarried while she was in Germany, and um, then I got, had a sister, right? But my grandparents were taking care of me because I didn't go overseas with my mother, mm-hmm. uh, only for a short period of time, but came back. And so we grew up in upstate New York. Not, I don't, well, so you guys are in, you ladies are in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, where are you from New York? It depends on what you really consider upstate. Okay, so, I'm from um, Long Island, so I'm like, uh, north of the Bronx or upstate. I'm from <laughs> truly downstate, but north of New York City, upstate. So I'm from Sullivan County in the Catskills. Catskills, okay. Yeah. So I know where that is. So, um... <laughs> You, I, you've heard of Newburgh then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're from Newburgh? Yeah. Ah, okay, that's not far. That's not no, far from where I grew up. No, like an hour or so. No, yeah, and it's only an hour and a half from the Bronx, so from... Yeah. From For you Long Islanders, it's... it's you know, <laughs> that is it's, it's a whole, far It's a whole state. Yeah. It's, it's not, though, it's only an hour. And so, so you know what, the way I talk about Newburgh is, um, you know, it's a black hole. Mm-hmm. So growing so growing up in the eighties, it was just uh, like a crack ep- epidemic, mm-hmm. right? Like that was what was taking over Newburgh, mm-hmm. just just drugs. Um, you know, it didn't really um, lend itself for for job opportunities. If you had something going for yourself, you were traveling to Manhattan via the metro. Yeah, same thing um, as my dad. Yeah, and uh, that's where I, that's where I grew up. I went to Valley Center, which was a predominantly white high school. Mm-hmm. I was one of six of black kids that graduated in my high school class. One of six mm-hmm. out of like two hundred. That's yeah. a very small wow. population of black kids. So I went to SUNY Cortland. Uh-huh. My sister is, just graduated from there. Shut up. <laughs> she just started her student teaching on Long Island. She, she's a smarty pants, so she's graduating a semester early. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. So, My in-laws went yes. to Cortland also. I love it. Kevin's parents, both of them. So Cortland is um, an education school, meaning yes. like, you know, if you want to study teaching of, of all sorts, so L.A. through high school, mm-hmm. you know, if um, athletics, whatever, right? So mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't really have much guidance on like who I wanted to be or mm-hmm. what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, I can teach. But I also have siblings that are 10 years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And so why would it's like second year... Um, so sophomore in college, my 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 uh, symbols were bad as shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh hell no, I'm not about to teach uh, mm-hmm. kids, right? So, <laughs> seeing, how they, seeing how they were, I'm, I'm being so serious. So I, I, I switched my major. Yeah. I switched my major to business. It's because it was like, okay, well, if you come out with a business degree, it's all encompassing. You can do whatever you want, and that's what I did. Now I have some stories about Portland, and I would never ever change my college, uh, my collegial experience, because it was amazing. What I do wish, though, is that, like, just going to certain different schools, like, you have more of a network, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't stayed in touch with many people from Cortland. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not in New York. I'm also not in the education space either, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's not, like, entrepreneurs coming from from Cortland. And then when you think about it, too, it it just, it hits differently when you're like, oh, I went to such and such. Versus like, yeah, I went to SUNY Cortland. Like, right. you ladies know it, which is fine. And I'm not embarrassed about where I went because I do have that education. Yeah. But it's just something that I would think about and maybe talk to my my kids about. Like, hey, yeah. where I you go well, is... It's interesting because I think that, you know, there's... Wait, but wait, wait, wait. Let me oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. give you perspective. I don't want you to forget, but okay. let me just give you perspective on that. Tell me. So, Cortland, Cortland is surrounded by Cornell. Yep. Ithaca, uh-huh. 
in in Syracuse, mm-hmm. which are perceived as being like just a, a more prestigious university. Yes. Yeah. This like, was Ivy a problem League, for Ivy my League sister too. Yes. Yeah. She had a lot to say about that. How she felt like she wanted to say she was from a specific. School. Well, I mean, and it makes sense, especially for you not majoring in education. Right. Well, I think too is you the know. biggest thing. You know, there's a lot of um, talk about like things that that need to happen for black kids to get an education and to go to college and to follow through and to be on be able to be on track with like their peers, their white peers. But something mm-hmm. there's so many different barriers to that that are just like not spoken about culturally because like who mm-hmm. know because we don't know. And creating your network and going to these schools with names are one of them. There's a reason besides that fact that smart kids go to Harvard, that you pay $100,000 a year to go to Harvard. It's because who else is on that mailing list? Like, Barry, Obama, president. Have you heard of him? Yes. Like, right. that, that's your classmates, you know? That's what you're paying for. She called him Barry. That's my uncle. Girl, that's my uncle. That's my uncle. He's married. And the first time he's like, what's name? He's, he's married to my Auntie Michelle, you know? <laughs> you call, no, Auntie Shelley. Auntie Shelley, you know? <laughs> But, you know, but those are things that you that's don't speak about that. through culturally, you know, but, yeah. but white people yeah. know that that's why they've been going, girl. Yeah. And that's why the barrier to entry is $100,000 yeah. a year, right, right. you know, a year, and, and, and <laughs> a year. And plus who your parents are. Yeah. Like, what are you, what, what are your parents up to? You know, in college applications, they're asking if your if your parents have college degrees and master's degrees. Like, why is and it? What do they do for a living? Matter? Right? Yeah. Does it what? matter? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, so that's the only thing that I, I think about, about my college experience, right? So even pursuing my master's, like I went to a private school in Miami called St. Thomas, mm-hmm. right? Um, super kind of like Latin, which is fine. It was more of a law school, but I wanted to live in Miami, but I also didn't want to pay the UFM fees, University Mm -hmm. of Miami fees. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, Florida State, but that's a little bit north of Miami. And then there's University of Florida, which again is north of Miami. I wanted to be in Miami. So these are all decisions that in hindsight, I'm like, hmm, I should have probably thought about that a little bit differently, right? Mm -hmm. So I actually um, jumped into my doctoral degree um, and this is why, while I launched Black Girl Sunscreen, I put it on pause because it was just too much. But when I'm not done with Black Girl Sunscreen, but when I feel like I'm in a comfortable place to, to add something on, then I'll reconsider on where I'm going to apply for for my doctoral. But I also have, I'll have like, I wouldn't call it clout, but just more of like, just something to stand on. Yeah. Right? To get into these programs because they're not, they're not easy at all. No. Right? We yeah. talk about you know, getting in as a brown and black person, like, yeah, there's programs for us, right, for, for extra assistance, but it's still very difficult. Mm-hmm. And financial aid on $100,000 is fucking absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you you need a scholarship. Yeah. Like, you need yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. And there's only yeah. so many. Okay, so you own an incredible company called Black Girl Sunscreen. And Black Girl Sunscreen is important for so many reasons, but for the fact that... Black people really, I grew up, I'm obviously you can see I'm a light-skinned person, but I grew up not knowing that we need to wear sunscreen, right? I believed the myth and was told the myth, like, you're fine, whatever, we don't need sunscreen. I grew up on the Delaware River, and so we were always in the sun. I grew up in the country girl. We were always in the sun. Hair would turn bright red. Skin would get super dark, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is like my native, <laughs> like if I was still in Africa, this would be my native skin. But also... We were speaking about this last week with our friend Sabrina, and she was saying that, you know, black people, we don't show 
heat stroke, or we don't show that we've had too much sun the way that white people do. We don't burn, but we feel exhausted. And suddenly my whole life flashed before my eyes, and I saw every time that I fainted during the summer (laughs) from childhood until like five years ago, girl, dropping, like passing out, never wearing sunscreen. You know, I never did before I became an esthetician, quite honestly, because I believed the myth until I learned a little something about your skin. I didn't know until I went to esthetician school that people with darker skin needed to worry. Totally. And so you saw this need. um, And then once I started using sunscreen, nothing works. Like, everything, like, leaves this weird, like, ashy white residue. And so, like, you tackled sort of two problems with your product. Is one, you created something for melanin-rich skin, but two is, like, you're also on an education mission, right, to speak about how our skin, just telling us, just, girl, give me use sunscreen. I made one for you. Here's why you need to use it. Here you go. (laughs) So I'd love to just kind of, like, divulge on that a little bit and, like, just tell us how you came to this genius idea and how you did it. Okay, so to to even get to what we're talking about like right this moment i have to go back but let's do um, it because i yeah because i think what's important is the journey aspect of it um and really for me you know what's big is is taking those leaps up to Cortland per se and even though your sister lives in long island going up to a university that's four hours away is still a really big deal Right, it's getting acclimated to a new environment, to new people, and taking yourself out of old spaces and putting yourself into new spaces. Right, so that's really my journey, is con- continuing along some course that I don't necessarily know what the end result is going to be. Now, with college, you think you're going to graduate? Not everybody does, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, but I didn't. <laughs> right, but but so many things happen within those those four years. So, you know, after Portland, I literally got into my Saturn SL2 or whatever, um, <laughs> you know, and, and drove. And Wait, drove. you said you got into your Saturn SR2? SL2, yeah. SL2. Sorry, that was just such a great, perfect, like, early 2000s visual. I know. Visual. Was it blue? I, like, envisioned yes, that it was a very blue. specific blue color. It was, uh, it was forest green. Okay. Forest oh, green. Yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and um, this is before MapQuest and before Waze. MapQuest. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, it wasn't before MapQuest. It was during MapQuest. Yeah, we printed right. out the directions. <laughs> yes. You got, like, four pages. And yes. You better, get, you better get the return directions, too. Yes. Right? So... <laughs> So, so, so during that Wednesdays where uh, I literally got into my, my Saturn and drove down the 95, right? Because we, being East Coasters, you know, the 95 takes you mm-hmm. all the way down to Florida. So, like, that's also a part of the journey because I got into my car to drive down. Yes, I was going to school, but I didn't really know what was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have a job. I was going to stay at my grandparents' condo, but I needed to find a, an apartment to live in. So there was just so much unknown. And to even get to Black Girl Sunscreen, there was still so much unknown. But what I constantly did was remove myself from the old and put myself into new to allow myself to think differently about things. Mm-hmm. So while I was in Florida got my master's, found a job, just like every college student, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what do you do when you graduate? Shit, I got to get a job because I need to pay for all of these things. When you're not living at home, you got to pay for rent, you got to pay for food, car insurance, whatever, yeah, right? No. You got to pay for all these things. Yeah. You are an adult, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. Right? <laughs> whatever the hell but, but, quickly, but quickly, you got to find it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I found a corporate job. I had to work my way up to even get to the salary that was, like, respectable and that you could kind of live on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, after 
I worked there for about 10 years. I transitioned out and I said, shit, I'm going to move to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I drove across the country. So what made you want to go to Los Angeles? Years. And you're Saturn again? No, I had infinity this time. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love, okay, your Not cars, girl, your cars are putting, placing us. <laughs> I know. I Chronologically, like it. it's perfect. I, like I can it. see the infinity. Was it the one that kind of looks like the, um, yeah. yes. Yes, it, I knew it was. So wait, what made you decide that you wanted to get out of Florida and go to L.A.? Because um, a friend and I kind of talked about it. Just like, hey, let's do, well, I knew I was going to school in, in Miami. And I was like, well, after Miami, we're going to do Cali. And so she happened to come to Cali first, right? Okay. And that's okay. That's because I was working. But now we're like, you know, almost old. You know, we're talking about Texas, Okay. Right? But but get this, we're going to have to convince the people that we love and love us to move to Texas. That's going to be crazy, right? Because she's in a relationship, right? And then I have someone, so it's going to be like, oh, shit, how do we get these dudes to sit and move to Texas? <laughs> Why are you going right? to Texas? Because you just decided because you, Yeah, because you get more free money. Yeah, we that's just decided. Reason. That's a good like reason. a couple of weeks ago. We just decided a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, you get more free money, and it's warm, right? Because okay. now we've been in South Florida and LA, like we gotta go somewhere where it's comfortable. So so that's really the journey is just um, putting yourself in different spaces, right? Just to give you like another idea, like the fact that I have two dogs that are French bulldogs, right? Yeah. And I've created voices for them. Yeah. Like that that's another idea for me. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Right? But but it's like one thing one thing leads to the next. Yeah. Right. That's, that's how I see the journey. Yes. So um, I'm curious, do you think that it's very interesting that it takes a lot to just decide to pick up and move yourself, and you say it very nonchalantly, and it says a lot about the other side of the country. Yes, the other side of the country, and you're like, yeah, girl, let's just say I want to go to a different space, and I wonder where that comes from. Was your family, um, after your mom came back from Germany, what, did she still continue to move around a ton? Yeah, so I think that it comes from... So, like, my grandparents instilled the confidence, right? So, like, in terms of, like, I just had to speak on, like, being a black girl. So, like, I always had that confidence. Yeah. I just, I, I'm always, I wouldn't say chasing, but I like to look forward to things. What's the next thing? Yeah. What's the next thing? It's yes. always in my mind, like, what's the next thing? Yes. And I don't let for things just, like, I don't, like, wait for them to happen. Like, I create them. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, so... So like okay, like even when it comes to products, like we 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 I create all of this. Like I'm not complacent to just be like, oh yeah, like this isn't luck. No, I did it. We did this shit. Yeah, say it again. Totally. So I love that. Uh, so I'm constantly reminding to... people that they're not lucky. Constantly, I'm like, bitch, you are not lucky. You made that. Like whether we're conditioned to say that and don't realize it, or whether you truly like believe that but like enough and so it's so refreshing to hear somebody say like no i created this and to own that it's beautiful because yes right Duh. you, you actually did yeah taking control of your life yeah not just like a product or whatever but like making the decisions that you want to make for yourself and for your happiness for your growth totally right and 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 that's where i kind of go off of like i'm a very independent thinker that doesn't mean that i don't listen to feedback or positive criticism notice that i said positive yeah and you kind of you know who to talk to you for feedback but it's more of just kind of like man i'm only here one yeah and um what am i gonna do while i'm here totally 
So, yeah. so that's really how I think about it and say it so nonchalantly because even though I know it's a really big decision, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get afraid, right? Like, I'll, I'll go to Hawaii. It's one of my fifth places, Maui, and they have these bamboo forests. And um, I'm not, like, marking trees to find my way back. I'm just walking through the forest. Like, I'm not afraid to get lost. Yes. Yes. I think so it's just, so it's just my <laughs> Well, it sounds, like, it sounds also that you have a belief in yourself. You're not yeah. afraid to get lost because you know that you'll find your way back, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm not afraid to get lost and, like, you're going to walk off a cliff. It's that you have enough confidence in yourself that you'll do the damn thing. Like, look, I got this. <laughs> like, I might not know how. Yeah. But I got it. Yeah. I know that I will figure it out. Which is You said awesome. that your grandparents, you feel like your grandparents instilled this confidence in you? That's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was it- you know, they were born in the 30s. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not here anymore, but that's old as shit. Yeah. And when you're born in the 20s, <laughs> and you're born in the 30s, for people that are still alive that were born in the 20s, they black people. it all. Girl, right, they've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Right, they've yeah. seen it all. And for, for, for me to watch them, you know, they had so much pride. They were poor. Yeah. Which we never knew it. We, yeah. never, we never knew that they didn't have any money because they had so much pride. Yeah. And that's confidence, right? Mm-hmm. To walk around, you know, even if you only had one outfit or one pair of underwear. You know, my grandmother would wash her babies out every night. Wow. So that's that's kind of just like one example. So wow, do you right? feel like it was just from being around them or did they say specific things to you? They, they would do it. They would just do it. Like, yeah. hey, you know, um, whatever. Like, she would force us to, like, wash our panties, let's just say. Yeah, hey, yeah. Your, your your girls, like, never have, like, a guy, like, um, touch your touch your laundry. Like, these are your private things, right? And, yeah. you know, if you can't go to the laundromat, well, we have this detergent here. We, we clean it in the sink, for, right. for an example, right? Yes. You know, simple, simple things of, like, learning how to use silverware and how to cut with a knife. Yes. properly right hey you don't want to go to a, a dinner meeting and you don't know how what fork to use or whatever just like really small things yes right reading reading the newspaper yes and doing crossword puzzles and watching mm. jeopardy and wheel of fortune back to back yes you're right these are very little things and it's i could say the same like my parents it was different they told us maybe to our not to our detriment but to the point that like we're very confident you know what i mean and it's because they said like you know, you're no different than anybody else. Why can't you learn how to do this? All, they said all of these things. You're beautiful. You're this. You're that. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And so I thought that this was just something that people did, you know, because your parents, if they do it right, they they raise you to believe that this is just the world, it, the way the world is. And I remember saying to girls, to friends, like, well, our parents told us that we're, you know, independent thinkers and beautiful and smart. And we can do anything, right? So let's go do it. And they're like, my parents never said that. I was like, my never yeah. said that. You know what I mean? I was like, my grandma did. Yes, but my my grandma still does. She's my right, right. But somebody has to tell you. Like somebody has to do that. You know. So you're saying that that it's not a little thing. You know. They they knew what they were doing. I'm sure. And it's huge. It has a huge impact. Look at your life. Look at your life. How your life has turned out because of those little, like quote unquote, little things that they did. Right. Well, my last thought on that is to do the best that you can do in whatever you're doing. So whether that's, you know, being a janitor, Mm -hmm. being a manager, being a teacher, be the absolute best that you can be. Yes. Um, And that speaks volume to who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Because is your job any less than the next person's job? Everyone has a role. So you should you should do your role. Great. I like that a lot. I love grandparents, too, by the way. 
Oh my gosh, I think that the um, the significance of them has deteriorated over the years. Mm-hmm. Deteriorated mm-hmm. Um, because I value mine so 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 much. But now grandparents are just kind of like like a pat, like oh yeah, I'll see them, or maybe I'll call them. Yeah, you know, it's like no, no it's my so my. Yeah. So, but it's it's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so incredible. Also, I'm lucky that my grandma's still around. Yes, she's 90s. Old. How old is she? She just turned 96 last week. Yeah, she's old. A lot of mercy. What does she do? Um, so she lives in Manhattan. She's still in her apartment, and we're basically going through all of her money, <laughs> hiring home health aides because she doesn't want to be in an. She doesn't really need need the help, but. We need it because we are all yeah. working. Like, my dad still works. Everyone still works, so we can't be there 24-7. But she's the mayor of Lexington Avenue. So <laughs> she, that's her day-to-day. She goes around and waves to everyone and all the businesses. <laughs> that's what she does. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. She's living a good life and these women who take care of her are the best and she loves them and they're very good to her. On her birthday, because of COVID, I didn't get to see her. But I was like, what did you have for dinner for your birthday? And the woman who is taking care of her that night made her waffles and ice cream, which is her favorite. And I was like, I love these ladies. So cute. I love it. Listen, 97 is, 96 is, you see everyone leave around you at that age. Yeah, she has one friend left who lives in another state. Her sister's left. She doesn't see her often. She's in down in Florida. I mean, she's... But sister's younger than her, right? A couple years, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, damn. I know. Weird. <laughs> Those genes. Usually Jews are so anxious and stressed that we don't live that long. <laughs> but my grandma had a very... She had a very nice, easy life. Not as a child, but once she met my grandfather, he made her life... She didn't have to worry about stuff, you know? And I feel like mm. she doesn't stress about anything, ever. That's an interesting. Just her personality. Um, what a what is inter- what a difference between your two grandparents' lives, right? But yeah, right. Because she she said she didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, it's it, interesting. Yeah. to say and to and to know. Yeah, growing up, she. I mean, her parents were poor, living in Brooklyn, like a lot of people living in the city back in the day. But she, um, yeah, she met my grandfather. He was a little older, and he took care of her. She she always says that he's still taking care of her, and I was like, yeah, he left you money. <laughs> but she's she said, married, right? But she also always says that yeah. her life has been so great. The only thing that was sad and bad was that he died young. So, you know, he left was her he young. He wasn't. He was sixty two. Yeah, that's which, young. You know, pretty young. And I guess too, like. It just goes to show you it doesn't matter, right? Like, he left her to be comfortable financially, but she doesn't get to have him physically with her. She never remarried. As far as I know, she hasn't dated, you know, and it's been over 30 years. Right, right. She's so content, probably. You know, right, content. Yeah, yeah. and so, Oof. so weird, you know, but she did marry well. <laughs> he was very good to her, not just with money, you know. 
I'm not mad at her for that. You uh, <laughs> had to give her an ultimatum. She didn't want to get married. She's like, I'm a feminist. I don't need a man. And she was already like 26 at that point, And that was old back then. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. Yeah. I think, but these are these are decisions that could really change the trajectory of your life. Right? Yeah. We talk about marrying totally. right for whatever reason. So let's call it love. Let's call it um, just um, stability, whatever. And um, like I have a friend and... Uh, her husband is the worst. Mm. The the worst. Mm. Right? With like you just infidelity. don't like him or is he like a terrible no. person? Like she knows he's I, the worst. We don't have to judge him. There's infidelity. Oh. There's um, there's there's children at a wedlock. There's mm. you know substance, substance addiction. Okay, I mean, the, the, the definition. If you look up the right, worst, right, like, all these right. things that would come up. Yeah. So it's not even about judgment, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a decision that she made because the symptoms or the traits were there early on, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, again, when we're taking control of what our destiny, this is important, yeah, right? So, like, totally. your, your grandmother made a great decision. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My friend, my friend, it's questionable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's man. sad. It's sad. That makes me sad. Well, but do you know what? It's interesting because, um, I mean, this is kind of a separate topic, but because we're talking about, it's very obvious that, um, Alex is Jewish. She's the only non-black one between the three of us. So it's interesting to talk about our grandparents because it's two generations removed, right? Back in a time where neither none of us were around, but these stories that we sort of just hear. And like I never, and also we're just like different, come from different cultures. But I never thought about the concept of marrying for money until I moved to New York. And a girl who who was like a very beautiful girl who came from a good family, and you know, dad was the judge, and she op- knew exactly, you know, openly admitted I was the girl that drove around town in the red convertible, blonde hair. Dad was the judge, whatever, have the life. And one day she looked at me and she's like, you know, you could just marry the right person and never work again in your life, right? And no, I didn't know that. <laughs> never in my life been a concept. I knew it like as an idea because right. duh, like movies. I see things, movies, <laughs> but it was never anything that I ever even thought about. And yeah. so it's interesting in what you're saying, the decisions that we make, because again, it kind of goes back to like, yeah, your friend made that decision and there's other people that are making maybe not the same decision, but for a different reason, right? Totally. Which is very interesting. I did not marry for money, but I'm happy with my decision. Next marriage. The best thing is when, when, you, when you marry for love, but the, the fool got money. Right. right? Yeah. Or, how does or, that happen? Or, how, or, or you got your own money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? yeah. And girls, what I always thought, I was like, yeah. for what? Marry somebody else for money? I'm going to get that. Like, I thought it was eventually. It's happening. It's happening. I mean, it is happening, but girl, these, I mean, I don't know. But then what are the the repercussions sometimes? Yeah. Some some of them work out, and then some of them just kind of don't, and there's infidelity, and they just kind of stay. Like, I mean, we don't want to talk about um, the the White House, but, like, we have to think that was for for status upgrade. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Gotta be. Yes. In a way that the shit that's happening now, I swear, she was like, this was not in my contract. <laughs> this was not, I'm done, motherfucker, I'll see you in New York, or maybe if you end up in jail, I'll never see you again, but it wasn't in my contract, and not having she, it. You, you know she wants a divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, Definitely. don't you dare touch my hand. 
<laughs> it's about to come, Sky. Yeah. Well, right? Okay, well, yes. Is marrying for money gone wrong? Yes, yes. Anyway, okay, um, so. Wait, so I have a question. Were your grandparents around to see Black Girl Sunscreen become? No? Oh, okay. Well, I know that they're very proud. Yes. They would call it a cream, first of all. Like, yes. They wouldn't really know, like, sunscreen. It's like, what's a lotion? You know, yes. But um, complete cheerleaders. Um, like I said, they've encouraged me to do pretty much everything from play the violin to cheerlead to, to run track to just to, to being the best that I could. And even to the to the doctoral degree, like that was their mastermind. Like, hey, you should become a doctor. And I think that's what most older parents and grandparents want because that's what yes. they know as being like successful. Yes. And you're just like, oh, okay, but like, really, I mean, doctors are cool and stuff, but. <laughs> There's a, like entrepreneur yes. wasn't like even the word. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, you're gonna sell like fax machines, like, right? <laughs> That's a door-to-door like, salesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what are you gonna do? Sell phone books, yellow right. pages? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so so, good. so no. Um, but but I, I wish they were here. I know they're here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to say, I love that you hijacked the pod and took it in a completely different direction than I think it's ever been before. Um, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm not gonna lie. Same. I love it, and I love. I think it says a lot about you. <laughs> You're just like I'm gonna yeah. do this my way. These girls don't even I know. know what's gonna happen. I know. I love it. We're gonna talk about what I want to talk about. Thank you for having me. No, on. no. <laughs> this is no, no. I, I'm reading the room because that's your energy too. Very yes. freestyling. You know, it was just a really, um, and I don't want to use the word authentic. It so it wasn't that I was like talking about what I want to talk to you. I felt like we're, we were on the, we're kind of just on board. Yeah, um, we always are. You ladies, are. you ladies were very easy to talk to. Um, I think that we did get some good stuff out of there. We this was my favorite conversation great. ever. I don't want to come off as if I didn't this enjoy great. it. I loved it. And that's what I was just saying to okay. Alex. I real break. quick just want to say yes. something. <laughs> I was looking at the Black Girl Sunscreen. Um, website and I was looking at everyone's reviews and yes damn people everybody loves it also loves everyone's it. photos that they've taken of themselves wearing it I'm like it looks like they're wearing really nice skincare on their face because it is really nice skincare it's yeah, like beyond just an SPF how do ladies find black girl sunscreen that's a great question down the rabbit hole of the internet somewhere down the rabbit hole of Instagram because I'm often looking for just like black women that are doing shit and so, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And just, we're in like, the beauty industry, so usually it's... Fair. Okay, we should probably... We yeah. should start from the beginning. Like, uh, more okay. so that we... Yes. So we're estheticians. We work in Williamsburg, in Brooklyn, and um, I own True Beauty Brooklyn, but I've been a business owner for, like, six years. So with that being said, I'm often looking for other bad bitches that are just doing things, like, specifically black women. And we were actually Congratulations. Talking. Oh, thank you, love. But specifically, we were just talking about and the so name. I, work, I work for her. All right. That's how we know each other. Yes. <laughs> I should probably say that part. She hates when I call her my boss, but she's my boss. Well, because we've become yeah. friends. And so it's awkward because it's like it makes me feel like I pay you to be my friend. Do <laughs> you know what it means? It's like... You I think it makes me feel old, too, or that something. That, too. And yeah. I'm really like curious about it. It's more so just like, well, like we're friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But... You work here. Well, what do you think? As a a business owner, how do you feel about your team? Do you say, like, we work together, or do you say, like, you let them call you the boss? I I don't. I just say we're co-workers. Yeah, right? I I I don't know if I need anybody to know. 
Yeah, when I was in corporate America, I was in leadership roles, and I would never say, like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Like, hey, we're co-workers because it's a collaborative effort. Right. So, like, it would it would make me uncomfortable if someone's like, oh, this is my boss. First of all, I'm, I'm, what does boss mean? Right. You know? So I think that's one thing that we need to define. And then secondly, you know, I do like to develop relationships with whoever's on the team. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're on the team, you're on the team for a reason. Like, we like each other. You know, yes. there's good energy and good vibes there. And, you know, because we work together doesn't mean we have to be friends. That's a bonus. But it's actually a really cool bonus. Yes. Right? Because yes. True. we all have choices on where we work. And sometimes with organizations, it's like they connect you. Mm-hmm. So maybe you were connected for a reason. Yeah. That's how I think of it. Um, I think yeah. so. I think so, too. I feel like we're really lucky. I feel for sure. For a lot of wackos in our industry. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. And I had looked for a long time before expanding. I was looking for somebody else to join. Like, I'd known for years that I was overworked. I was, like, busting my butt. I wanted to grow, but with the right people. Do you know, I think I'm very lucky because, like you were just saying, I first went to college and then went to aesthetic school. So I first got the business and then decided to build the business around it. Like, first got the space, and I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do with the space? Which, like, wasn't a great idea. <laughs> I, do not, I don't recommend people doing that. But, but it worked. It, it ended up working for me because I'm a psychopath. So because of that, I chose to go into beauty because I found a passion for it and I found a passion for working with women and I found a passion for being able to work with my hands and combine what I was initially interested in in college, which was like more design and beauty, beautiful things, I guess, and then be able to create art with people. Well, this is what I will add that it's because of you ladies, right? estheticians serve as like that first line of education Mm -hmm. right and really without um you know black women and brown women holding hands on to bring this product we wouldn't be here because when women of color or whatever women are coming to get a facial Mm -hmm. or whatever you are saying hey here's this skincare regimen that i'm going to recommend for you right yes. so you're putting down i don't know a cleanser a toner moisturizer hopefully an spf yes right? every time and, yeah. yeah every time right so we're getting that plug so i have to say that you know just as um as important like like it's just cool to talk about black girl century like listen estheticians have been everything for us yeah like, everything that's oh awesome. absolutely that's awesome. yeah we know good shit when we see it it's true yeah yeah but but you know we're we're coming to you lady to make us feel beautiful yeah right totally. you, you know that right so like what we're doing for women is is something that is, is almost like we can't, I can't really articulate it right now. I don't, yep. I don't have the words. It's our gift like, to women. Yeah. It's like when I go get my makeup done, I'm like, mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Lash, l- lashes and all hair, whatever it is. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for that person. And I think that you ladies should really like understand like, what you're doing for other women, right? Making their skin look like a glazed donut. Yes. (laughs) That's what I aspire to look like, a fucking glazed donut. Yes. Yes. Right? Like, these are important things. Okay, last two things before we let you go. One is that I just wanted to mention I did a um, virtual consultation with a young lady last week, and when I asked her her routine... A skincare consultation. A skincare consultation. She was like, and the last thing I put on is black girl sunscreen, and I love it. And I was like, this is fucking dope. Yes. And I was so, I was the, like a couple of days after I'd gotten you, got you guys to say yes. And I was super, super excited, but I wanted to share that with you because I feel like 
It's cool. I mean, one is any kind of congratulations, but I feel like you've met a certain place in the cultural zeitgeist where people just casually saying that they use a product. And so I just wanted to mention that too because I think it's pretty fucking cool that people would just say, I use black girl sunscreen. That's awesome. It's almost like surreal. Yeah. Right? Well, I like you imagine. had said in an interview that I was reading earlier that you were like, I called it black girl sunscreen because that's, that's who it's for. That's what I am. I really liked that. Yes. And it's genius because all you have to do is type in like what kind of a sunscreen for a black person, for a black girl, and it's, I mean, it's inherent that you're going to pop up. So one from a business standpoint, it's just genius. And I had to mention that because yes. it is who it's for. It's what you're going to type in when you search. It's, it yeah. just is what it is. And it's an incredible product. So it's one thing to make a shitty product and call it what it is, but you made like the, from what we can see, and I already ordered mine yes. so that we're not going to And sunscreens six. have been it's done. Funny. Yes. A million times but you right. yes not just captured like a specific audience but you made a product that is really great and timely great quality and, and, and timely, timely because people are talking exactly what you said we're all talking about skincare right now black women are finally being one is there's like access in so many different yeah. ways capital representation. representation we can finally do it on our own to a certain extent right before you need to get to a place plate point where you need to get outside money for the first time in history. There's um, the internet, so we all kind of have a somewhat level playing field. Yeah. Like So it's all these things that are working to your advantage, and you, I'm sure you know because you're a smart bitch, saw that and were, was like, this is the time. Let's move. And you're fucking doing it, and it's awesome. You said so much there, right? So like 2012, 13, 14, 15, the world probably wasn't ready for BTS. Yeah. Like, yeah. By no means, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 2017 where we came, um, came to market and was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're sun protection. Mm -hmm. So all these things are like super major, super major. And then we still have, you know, our, our lighter skin counterparts to the to the left of you that will say, <laughs> oh, you know, well, well, why is it called black girl sunscreen? And why can't, you know, you know, you just have resistance and it's just kind of like, okay, come on. We've been, uh, you know, not included in this conversation for, for so long. Oh God, right? It sounds like another conversation that yeah. we've all been familiar with. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. But I'm, I'm not going to go into it. But okay. just because we, we don't get wrinkles doesn't mean that our skin doesn't sag. Because right. it does drop. Right. Right. At, at some age, right? Like, in their 20s, we, we probably so we don't get sun cancer. On. Skin cancer. Like, totally. But, you know, we don't even talk about that anymore mm -hmm. because it, we don't want to scare anyone, right? right? Sun care is preventative measure. Yeah. So yeah. we talk about the cosmetic benefits in sunburn. Which is we smart. Even, we don't try to touch mm -hmm. on melanoma because the cases smart. are really small. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing, and education is a real a big part of our mission. Yes. I did want to also mention that your kids' line, I think, is so – well, one is a kids' line, so that's awesome. But what is that on your site? is so genius because even if your husband or your partner or whatever isn't black the child that you have is still going to be a black whatever so I love that it's for multiracial kids it's not just mm -hmm. you know what I mean because it's genius and you're absolutely right as somebody whose sisters both have multiracial kids multicultural kids I just thought it was so smart because it's like yes it's still a black girl who's having that child so whatever that child is is going to be black and so well it could be a white girl having a kid too exactly right, like, right. that's a good know, point so so that's how we really mm -hmm. opened up that demographic there because there's a lot of lighter skinned women that are having um biracial multiracial and adopting yeah yeah and yeah. then we can't uh, forget about the lbgq 
community, right? Where yes. same-sex parents that adopt or have, yes. right? So there's so much there when it comes to kids. Yes. And we wanted to try to be inclusive mm-hmm. or all-encompassing mm-hmm. when, when we spoke to a kid, a kid's audience. Like, yes, it's made by a Black brand, a Black female, but we want to talk to a different variety of parents because really they're concerned about their kids' safety. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's so good. Totally. Um, okay. You are uh, so incredible. This was honestly, like, it's one of my Thank favorite you so conversations. Much. You took us on a journey. We also right? don't like this them. to ever go one specific way. Exactly. Yeah. We love every everything. So even though you gave us so much incredible advice we do like to play a segment called i didn't know then but i'm older now and it is about hilarious things whether it's fashion life beauty relationships whatever hilarious things that we used to do back in the day sometimes back in the day was last week that we thought (laughs) that we thought was the shit that nobody couldn't tell you anything and then one day you grew up and you or you knew better or somebody sat you down and now you're like man i didn't know then but i'm older now I didn't know that um, toilet paper couldn't be used as like a thin Tampax then when I first got my period. Because you know them shits was thick pads, right? Yeah. It looked like you have like a diaper, like a square butt. Right. So I was like, no, I'm not wearing those pads. I'm about to wear um, toilet paper. A DIY toilet paper. Yeah, because I didn't use tampons. Oh, man. Yeah, so you're just like, I prefer. I prefer to use this tiny piece of paper of nothing. Oh, of nothing, it basically is what it is. I would just roll it around my panties. See, right. that's smart, though. Right. At least you did the roll. Right, 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 right. How'd it work out? <laughs> <laughs> Almost like wings. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it was like wings, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a crunch, I, I would do it again. <laughs> I've done it. I've definitely done I've it. definitely done it in a crunch. But this was just a choice that you made at the time. Right. You were just like, nope, right. that's not for Fuck me. Right. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That was the first so thing good. that came to my mind. You were like, I nope, not for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, another thing um, that I've, I, I know now is um, to listen to, to men. Right, or for their cues, like before, I didn't. I don't think I was really in tune with some of my relationships, uh-huh. with just certain things, and maybe to be proactive about things, maybe do research. If like your guys, like, oh yeah, I'm having this issue, and just being ahead of the game, mm. right? Like, so how I am with my business and all my other things, I think that that's probably um, I, I've been lacking in, in, in that. So I think that this is now what I know. Yeah, that's great advice. That's just really good advice. I love that advice. It's true. You've got to put in, yeah, you got to put in a lot of work with relationships. And it's a two-way street, but also, like you said, just, like, treat it. I was just literally just talking to a woman about this the other day. I was like, as women today, we can get our business on track. We can get our life on track. We can ask for what we want for everything except for from a man. We will pretend like they can read minds jump and skip around. I was like, treat your relationship the way that we treat the rest of our lives because we're a generation of bad bitches that can, like, whip it together, but relationships still, like, uh-huh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I know. And it's, it's true. Because of emotions. It's because of emotions. It's true. Fucking hormones and, and shit. So, so, <laughs> hormones and shit. So, to, so, so to reverse it, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how to cook then. 
And oh. I still don't know how to cook now. <laughs> I wish I knew how to cook now. Thank you, DoorDash. <laughs> All the time. I'm a modern woman. I love it. <laughs> Running a business, you know what Hey guys. Hey. So I hope you really enjoyed that interview. I loved it. I felt like it was exactly what we always want our chats with people to feel like. Yes. Just us hanging with our friend, chatting about life. Just, yes, I'll ask She really took it into her own. She really did. And I, mm-hmm. I really, I loved that. Um, but I love learning something about you while learning something about our guests. Oh, yeah. You know, which is really what it's all about, just learning that we're more similar than different. And even when there are differences... Like, our grandpa- your guys' grandparents grew up so differently, but that's so similar in that they both gave you guys confidence to be yeah. your, like to be yourselves and to love yourself and to go for your goals, right? It's true. Although I should say my grandma was, like, a little... I mean, she's still my biggest hype man, but she... Anything I did, you're going to be a professional pool player because I was, like, fake <laughs> pretending to play pool when I was seven years old. You are going to be an actress and dancer. Yes. I was the clumsiest fucking uncoordinated child but somebody has to give you but the team. she still made me feel it's very sweet yes and she still will tell me that but yes. i can do whatever i want yes and it's important to note just somebody be is that maybe what we should say be that somebody to some be that, per, yeah. that person in somebody else's life to tell them that they can be whatever they want to be because a lot of people don't hear it and you can see what a difference it makes when somebody does. Totally. When somebody's I feel like Shantae was that person for me. Yes. Like, basically, just don't be scared. If you want to do something, go and fucking do it. Yes, and have the confidence in yourself because it wasn't just that Shantae doesn't have fear. It's that she believes in herself that she will she get it done. She trusts herself. She trusts yeah. herself that yeah. she's going to get That's it done. That's a big thing, yeah. to have that much faith and trust in yourself. Yes. What a, I don't think uh, I'm there yet. Keep working. It's an evolving yeah. cycle. It's all right. Right? Yeah. Um, but I really, tomorrow. I really loved also talking to someone whose product is actually amazing. Yes. So many skincare products out there, obviously not a lot that are geared towards melanated skin, but mm-hmm. she's fucking breaking barriers mm-hmm. and Target. And independently owned. Yeah. Right? It isn't a big, it's not L'Oreal came out with no. the sunscreen for black girls. It's no. one woman who said, yes. there's a problem, I'm going to solve it. Yeah, and it's sold at Target. Nationally. That's huge. Nationally, yes. Huge. Target. Yes, that's huge. That's incredible. I know. Mm -hmm. I I really, I think we could all steal a little bit of wisdom from her Mm -hmm. and just, yeah, if I could have, and maybe like a little bit of that confidence, like one eighth. Yes. (laughs) I feel really good. (laughs) Yes. So um, thank you, Shante, for that. Thank you so much, Shante. Honestly. You really made us all, I think, believe in ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. And go get you some Black Girl Sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. Go get some. I already ordered mine. I can't wait for it. Can't wait. So if you guys want to learn more about Shante, you can buy Black Girl Sunscreen at your local Target. Yes. Or you can visit blackgirlsunscreen.com. Anytime, as we were saying before, how genius she is, just type in Black Girl Sunscreen into any of your Google machines and you will find that. <laughs> Google machines. <laughs> and you're going to find that girl because she's that genius to think of such a great name for such a great product. So we'll see you guys soon. 
Yeah, we'll it's, see you next time. See you next time. Visit us at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast on Instagram. And True Beauty Brooklyn for our beauty studio. Mm-hmm. And you can visit us in person at True Beauty Brooklyn. You can visit www.truebeautybrooklyn.com to make an appointment. Don't you dare just show up here. Nope, we don't do that. No, make we an appointment. We don't do, like, receptionist stuff. Like, no. It's 2020. <laughs> it's just us. Exactly. <laughs> So, otherwise, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. We do. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. See you next week. Bye. Bye.